Hey everyone, as we are getting ready for the new season of The Spin Room on Mondays from 1 to 2 p.m., we're replaying back one of our first interviews on the show with VA 10 congressional candidate Dan Helmer. Things may have changed since our interview in November. Enjoy. Good morning, George Mason University. Welcome back to The Spin Room with myself, Eric. And Alexis. We are very happy to bring you a very special guest today for The Spin Room, uh, Mr. Dan Helmer, if you want to introduce yourself and say a little hello. Yeah, hi, this is Dan Helmer, candidate, Democratic candidate for Virginia's 10th Congressional District speaking. So excited to be here on WGMU this morning. We are excited to have you. Coming back from fall break, the registration deadline is almost coming up. November 7th is really close. So we're trying to get everybody talking about the campaign. Yours is not this year, but it's still really important. So give us a little bit of background about yourself. Why are you running? Where are you coming from? Yeah, that's that's a great question. I, and as you said, it is so important. So for everybody listening today, you know, we have really critical elections on November 7th, a registration deadline coming up. State government matters a tremendous amount and has an impact on your lives. So if you haven't already gone and registered to vote, if you don't have a voting plan in place, make sure you do that. Because uh, as far as I'm concerned, we need to get Ralph Northam and a great uh, set of uh, candidates elected this year. Uh, as for me, I am uh, the son and grandson of immigrants and refugees. And you know, having having come from that background and having seen my family be welcomed in this country and have an opportunity to live the American dream, I've always felt a deep obligation to serve. And so it drove me to go to West Point, serve in the military to do tours in Iraq and Afghanistan, and uh, still to be an Army reservist. And after 11 years of active service, three years in the reserves and three years in the private sector, I watched with my wife what happened in this last election, and I saw it as evidence of a deep loss in trust between the American people and our government. And as somebody who's always been dedicated to serving that government, I think we need to restore that trust. And it's going to take a new breed of leader. It's going to take folks who are dedicated to making government work in order to run. And so when I was asked if I'd be willing to run for this seat, I said yes. Excellent. Thank you. So I wanted to pivot to that point. And on your website, you said that you and your wife, Karen, were shocked by the 2016 elections and alarmed at the actions of the administration and Congress. So my question is, do you think you would have run if it had different circumstances and Hillary Clinton was the 45th president? I've always felt a deep obligation to serve a country that welcomed my family. Mm -hmm. And I believe that the American dream belongs to all of us, no matter our color, where we're born, who we love. Uh, or what we believe in. And so that has always driven me to serve. I, I have a sense that in a different administration that we would have had a different sense of priorities, but Hillary wasn't elected. And her not being elected did reflect a loss of trust by the American people in our government. And we need to restore that trust as patriotic Americans. So a lot of the talk has about been about you for your really viral campaign <laughs> ad now. and Definitely a great way to stand out. It definitely <laughs> made me laugh. I loved it. It was great. And, and we just want to talk about where that idea came from. Yeah, no, that's a great question. So as a campaign, one of the things we thought about is how do we have new and interesting ways? We represent a new generation of leadership. And so how do we have people be engaged and talk about the issues, but do it in a fun and exciting mm -hmm. way? And so we came up with this idea of doing a parody where we talk about a really serious issue, but we talk about it in a fun way. And what's the serious issue? Well, it is the job of a representative. That word means to represent, right? And to represent means you work for the people of your district. Mm -hmm. Yet right now, we have a congresswoman, not a representative, 
Barbara Comstock in our district who turns and burns when her constituents come and talk to her. And so we thought about how do we do that? How do we have, you know, how do we have a real conversation about that? And the reality is, is that this was a fun way. And now we have million, you know, a million plus people who have seen it and people all through <laughs> right. the district who are asking the question, why is Barbara Comstock afraid to sit down with her constituents and answer their questions in an Oprah forum? I'm happy to do that at any time. So it has definitely blown out of proportion almost with Huffington Post, Slate, Washington Times, and even Stephen Colbert covering the commercial. So talk to us, Goose. I approve of Town Hall's bad singing in this message. So was it fun? How did the entire process come through? Oh, it was so much fun. I mean, you know, I, I, uh, the, the attractive woman in the bar is my wife, and so this was a family affair. And uh, <laughs> so, uh, and, and also, oh, by the way, if you've seen Top Gun, there is a question why at the end it's Maverick uh, and Goose. We actually switch it up, right? <laughs> and uh, one of the reasons is I love my wife, so I didn't want her to die at the end of the movie. <laughs> But no, we had a great time making it. Uh, you know, it was really a fun way to talk about serious issues and how do we get real representation in our district. Did you expect this viralness to come through? Did you expect it to be as large as this nationwide? I, I mean, I... I knew that it would be watched by five people or 50,000. <laughs> so I knew people in the district would be interested and excited about it. Uh, if you had said the day before, hey, Dan, you're going to be in Colb- you know, your, your mm-hmm. video is going to be on Colbert in two days. I don't think we would have uh, necessarily expected <laughs> that. But we weren't blown away or shocked by it. Mm-hmm. I just think it went more viral than we expected. And uh, certainly we were very happy with that outcome and very happy now that that's given us a platform as a campaign to talk about the serious issues that haven't been talked about, mm-hmm. to talk about uh, what the president is doing that threatens uh, as a Republican senator just said, you know, World War III, right? Uh, it's talking about what's happening in North Korea, which is really scary and dangerous. To talk about uh, guns in our streets, the fact that tens of thousands of Americans every year are dying, uh, you know, from gunshots. And we have a representative, Barbara Comstock, or a congresswoman, I shouldn't call her representative. So we have a congresswoman, Barbara Comstock, who has accepted over $100,000 from the NRA. She's top 10 in Congress right now for taking funds from the NRA. So I've carried weapons to war. Mm-hmm. And I know that weapons of war don't belong on our streets, and yet we have a congresswoman today who accepts the money, won't come out actively. The best she can do in light of what happened in Las Vegas is come out and say the, that ATF should consider, she writes a letter to the ATF saying they should consider whether bump stocks, which allowed that carnage to take place, should be allowed. We need a representative who will stand up and say the right things and say, look, I stand for common sense approach to gun laws and making sure our streets and our schools are safe. Pivoting off again for Las Vegas, so you have handled military-grade weapons. So what are your thoughts on gun control, and what is the best way to stop the mass shootings and killings to the point where we have been almost desensitized by it? Yeah, so let's start with having an honest conversation. It it is established law in the United States that people can, can buy and own weapons. But that doesn't mean that they need the same weapons that were killing my friends in Afghanistan and Iraq. That doesn't mean that they need assault rifles in our streets. It doesn't mean that they need high-capacity magazines. And it certainly doesn't mean that people shouldn't have a background check before buying a weapon. Look, in this country, you need to pass, all of you in here, you're right, you had to pass a driver's test to get a driver's license. You register your vehicle. The primary purpose of your vehicle isn't to kill people. The primary purpose of an assault weapon is to kill other human beings. That's why they train soldiers like me on how to use them. It doesn't belong on our streets. And it doesn't belong in the hands of terrorists. And yet we don't have common sense gun laws like, hey, if the government thinks that you shouldn't fly on an airplane because we're concerned you might be a terrorist, then you shouldn't be able to buy a gun. We, we, should, we should fix that, right? And if, you are, uh, if you're looking to buy a weapon because you want one, then you don't need a weapon that we use necessarily in Afghanistan and Iraq uh, targeted at other human beings. 
That's not what you need in this country. And so I think there are some common sense things. And broadly, most Americans agree with that. So we have a minority of people influencing folks like Barbara Comstock by buying her vote. $100,000 plus of buying her vote. That's driving us away from common sense that all of us want to keep our streets, our schools safe and keep hands, guns out of the hands of terrorists. We are going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back. Do you love the latest and greatest indie and alternative music? A delightful host? Interviews with amazing local artists? Waking up early on a Friday morning? Then Jammin' with Jackie is here for you. Join us every Friday to hear the latest from artists like Hippie Sabotage, Glass Animals, and Beck. Join us live for Jammin' with Jackie every Friday from 9 to 10 at WGMURadio.com. Looking for a chill spot to hang out with friends on campus? Get a membership at Corner Pocket. Enjoy the benefits of wave tournament fees. Get two hours of free play every day. And a happy hour for tokens to play basketball or skee-ball. Members get free popcorn and discounts daily. Even get a special birthday package and be the first to know about special events and promotions. All of this is only $30 a month or $125 a semester. With Corner Pocket memberships, the fun never stops. Welcome back to George Mason University's The Spin Room. Uh, we just had a great talk about Hamilton really quickly. Woo, so good. Uh, so one thing that we want to bring that back up to the Top Gun ad, which definitely has made its place in ad history, <laughs> but a central theme was that she lost that centrist feeling. So we want to ask if it was important to be a centrist for Virginia's 10th district, a lot of partisanship now, especially in Congress. So it's not important to be a centrist. The point of that video was that Barbara Comstock falsely represents herself as a centrist while voting more than 90% of the time with a right-wing extremist Donald Trump. So we wanted to highlight that because she's went out there and posed as a centrist at the same time that she voted six times to repeal the Affordable Care Act, at the same time that she's voted with the NRA 100% of the time and so she has an A rating from them, at the same time that she supported offshore drilling, which sets us back and sets our security back in this country. So she's no centrist even that she talks about it. Mm -hmm. But this isn't about finding polls in every political position because the center applies that every th everything has a left and a right. And I'm tired of labels and divisiveness in our politics. I swore an oath to uphold and defend our Constitution. First and foremost, what I want to go do is make sure that we protect our Constitution and that we have a public servant, a public servant, because service is the key component of this, representing us in Washington. And so that's the thing that matters. Centrist was just a label that she's tried <laughs> to put on herself, and she's no centrist. She's as right-wing as any other member of the Tea Party. So you brought up offshore drilling, and that has definitely been a huge issue now with the EPA and the Trump administration announcing on Monday that it would take formal steps to repeal most of President Barack Obama's signature policy on greenhouse gases. So we wanted to know how big of a focal point is environment to your campaign? Yeah, I mean, bottom line, I'm an environmental hawk. It is crazy. <laughs> it is crazy that we are repealing environmental regulations and that we're, we're giving up our leadership in the world by withdrawing from the Paris Accords. Because mm -hmm. I've seen how important our environment is to our national security. Rising sea levels today directly impact our naval infrastructure. They do, right here at mm -hmm. home. Overseas, our reliance on fossil fuels means that American soldiers are served by convoys, oftentimes by American soldiers, that are attacked by insurgents. We should be investing in clean energy so that fewer soldiers die in convoys delivering fuel downrange in the battlefield. We should be investing in clean energy because we want to lead, not Saudi Arabia or China, in the advent of electric cars. Because it's not a question of whether we go towards clean energy. It's a question of whether we lead or whether we follow, because that's the direction that the world is going. And I want America to always lead. 
I want us to lead, and I want our beautiful heritage to be uh, preserved. Because when I took my sons to Glacier National Park, I remember standing mm. with them and, and looking at it, holding their hands. And it was it's beautiful. It's gorgeous, right? And I don't want them to have to explain to their daughters why it's called Glacier National Park, because there aren't any glaciers left. So it's, a, it's an imperative to protect our national heritage. And it's also important that we protect the lives of our soldiers downrange that we protect our naval infrastructure and architecture at home, and that we continue to lead by investing in the architecture, the clean energy that's going to drive our economy in the 21st century and make sure that our children and our grandchildren still get the benefit of being part of the greatest country on earth. Switching to some controversial pop culture, sports, current affairs here. Um, As many people know, last year, Colin Kaepernick started to kneel during the national anthem because of police brutality a lot of things went on trump saying some words that maybe we shouldn't be saying maybe the leader of the free world shouldn't be saying a lot of protesting going on from a lot of different individuals we just want to know what your take on that whole situation is right here i've worn our flag to war twice and i have nothing but the deepest respect for our flag because I believe, for the values in which it stands, including the right to peacefully protest an important issue. And Donald Trump is talking about NFL kneeling because he wants to distract us from real issues. He wants to distract us from the millions in Puerto Rico right now who don't have power and clean water. Our fellow Americans, he is busy attacking the mayor of San Juan, talking about the NFL, and not delivering on what millions of Americans need in Puerto Rico. He's doing it at the same time that tens of thousands of Americans die every year from gun violence, and he's doing nothing about it. And he's got people like Representative Barbara Comstock enabling him. So it is time for real moral courage for folks to stand up and say that I stand for our values as Americans. And this president and this Congress haven't delivered on what it means to be great Americans, to stand for being leaders of the free world, to stand for an America that leads, an America that delivers on our dream to every single citizen. So a very big point of your campaign is to represent. And we wanted to give you a minute to give a pitch to the voters on why you would be the best person to represent the 10th District of Virginia. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, as you mentioned earlier, I was shocked at the outcome of this election. And Increasingly alarmed as it became clear that this president and this Congress were going to rule in the same divisive way that they campaigned. I swore an oath to uphold and defend our Constitution, and I'm tired of the same old politicians and lobbyists and political insiders doing the same old things that made Americans so tired of their government they were willing to put a guy like Trump in the White House. I care so deeply about our country and our values that I've put my life on the line for them. And I swear that Virginia 10 will have no fiercer advocate for our values in Washington than me. And that's what I intend to be as a representative. And I need the help of everybody listening to do it so they can come and visit us and check out more and learn more. I mean, we're going to get to talk about a lot here today, but come to our website, helmerforcongress.com. Feel free to email and ask us questions at any time because we do believe in answering the questions of our constituents. And for all the uh, great students out here listening, if anybody wants to come and volunteer or become part of our campaign and intern, we love, you know, we love all the help we're already getting from some great folks at GMU and would love to have more support there as well. Could you say your website one more time just so all the students can hear it? Yeah, it's Helmer, H-E-L-M-E-R, for F-O-R, congress.com. 
Thank you. And now we're going to take it a bit more casual now that we've hit all of the very heavy <laughs> topics. So we wanted to do a speed dating, but candidate version. All right. Is it okay? I mean, we got to check with my wife first. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite that I, I personal. I think it's okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. we want you to answer in a few words or at most one sentence to better understand you, but it won't get quite too deep as that. So mm-hmm. first question, last movie you've watched? The last movie I watched. You know, I've been watching the uh, Vietnam documentary. Mm, good. Oh, okay. Um, what do you eat to cheer yourself up? I love Indian food, and we got some of the best Indian food in the country here mm-hmm. in Virginia Ten. True. Do you have any irrational fears, for instance, spiders, snakes, cliffs? Goldfish. Really? What? <laughs> like the snack? Like I don't want to touch them, no. Oh. <laughs> Are you okay with the goldfish snack? Or do uh, you just avoid gold? Let's not tell my children that occasionally... Oh. I invade the goldfish. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> we'll okay. hope they don't listen to WGM here. <laughs> if you could be, if you could be any candy, what would you be? Oh, a Heath bar. Oh, mm. why is that? Because I only want to be a candy that I love to eat. Mm. <laughs> point. Heath. Hmm. Okay. Favorite sport? I love football. So it's great. Mm. And Who's Army football. Team? Army football is doing a, a good job this year. We beat Navy last year, so I'm hoping we keep trying <laughs> this year. That's the only thing that matters. There's okay. one game a year, and we got to beat Navy. <laughs> True. Uh, one word to describe your relationship with your wife, Karen. Humbled. Oh, so sweet. <laughs> Favorite band? Well, we all know that I shouldn't be singing any band right now. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the last video. <laughs> Who is a politician you admire or look up to? Uh, you know, I'm not too into politicians. I like public servants, though, and there's a couple of them uh, in office right now. Really a big fan of what Seth Moulton's been doing. Mm. Um, and, and there's a few others who, 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 who shed the mantra of politician and take on uh, the role of representative and public servant. What was your favorite TV show as a child? Ooh, you know what? I've really uh, loved reintroducing my kids to the Animaniacs. Oh, oh yes. Yeah, so that was pretty fun. Do you have a favorite animal? I've got two amazing dogs, so let's let's not Aww. make them jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Again, thank you so much, Mr. Dan Helmer, for joining us. Good luck with your candidacy in uh, Virginia's 10th district, and we would be very happy to have you anytime between now and your campaign run. So thank you again. Thank, thank you so you. much for having me on. It was great to be here. And we'll be right back. <laughs>